Welcome to the Union Movement Podcast. The Union Movement exists to help people find wholeness in sexuality, identity, and relationships with a gospel-centered and holistic approach. We hope and pray that this podcast episode is enriching in your life and helps you to see the beauty of God's design for all of these areas. Please enjoy today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Union Podcast. This is Brian Pugh with my wife, Bonnie. Hello. And we are back at it with season four. We just took a break over Christmas and um, had a great time. I hope you had a great time. Hope you had a great Christmas. Happy New Year and all that good stuff. Babe, how was your Christmas? I think it was really good. I actually felt like it. the holiday break felt like a really long one. It did. I think just yep. even with the way the kids' school was was off, like it, it just felt... I felt really rested and ready to get back to work, yeah, which is that, a good sign. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. That's how kind of I, I felt coming back. It was a good time of rest, but I was I was excited to get back at it. And, and then we, we almost are. we almost had like a mini Christmas break last week. There yeah. was no like decorations or shortbread, but there was a load of snow that dumped. And yeah. then also you and I both were fighting a cold. And so it was like snow day, sick days. I explained it to somebody that it was like, if you could combine like groundhog day with boxing day, mm, mm-hmm. like every day felt like boxing day. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, here stretch we go again. Pants, PJs. Totally. You know I mean? Like, yeah, I'm probably just going to sit on the couch and I read it. I like finished multiple books and yeah. Okay. We get it. No, no, <laughs> no. that's not like I read the full thing. It's just, I often have multiple books going. No, that is one of the things I like about you is that we're, we're both kind of like, lifelong learners nerds nerds i i that's kind of a derogatory but that's okay (laughs) uh we just have a lot of books on our side tables and i finished most of them yeah that's so good things are changing now not just half of them Mm -hmm. and not and what i mean by not just like half of the books i read i finish yeah all of the books i had i read half of them (laughs) that's what it used to be that's what it used to be so we're changing things are changing it's good it's true i have a pile as well and i'm proud of myself when i get through them yeah. What's your favorite thing you've read lately? Okay. Well, I'm reading. I just started because I'm doing this study with some other women. Uh, Daryl Johnson's Discipleship on the Edge. You're welcome. Yeah. Brian's the one who recommended it. And it's honestly really good. And so mm-hmm. I'm enjoying going through that slowly. It's an expository look at the book of Revelations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, And it has such a pastoral tone. And honestly, the language... Uh, as Daryl Johnson describes, Jesus is so worshipful that when I, when I read, I just feel, I don't know, just like the comfort of the presence of God. So yeah. I'm it enjoying really, that. It really is a good book. And I, I would say that too, like I've read other, as I've studied Revelation and mm-hmm. other textbooks on it, it just feels like a, you're just overwhelmed with charts mm-hmm. and, you know, like. Anyways, does so, it mean this or does it mean that? Yeah, does it mean or exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or anyways. Yeah. Anyways, this book <laughs> felt like you see Jesus so much more clear. As I said, some, as I heard somebody say, uh, you are more Christ focused yeah. in, in your study of revelation versus being antichrist focused. Yeah. And that was really great. Yeah. Um, uh, what about you? Book oh, that man. you've been reading? Uh, I've, you know, I've really Thankfully, you know, we've decided to get an audible, Mm. um, subscription. That's been really good. Uh, we're kind of going to kind of touch on it tonight and it might be a little bit of a giveaway, but Nancy Piercy's book, uh, the toxic war on masculinity 
incredible. Yeah. I'm uh, starting that one now too. Yeah. It's really fantastic. I've read some other books. I am currently going through a book by William Lane Craig and JP Moreland on the found the Christian foundation, the foundations of Christian philosophy. Uh, most books are like in the, like the six to eight hour range when they're read on audible. On yeah. Audible. Uh, this is up in the forties. And so I spent the credit. So we're going to go through it. Yeah, you are. It. Anyways, it's and stretching my brain a little bit. What speed? Uh, I go 1.7. 1.7. I cannot go beyond 1.4. Yeah. 1.3. I'm like, my brain hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to keep up. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, here we are. We are back at it. Season four. Episode 83. 83. Who would have thought we made it this far? Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look hey, at us. Hey, look at us. Hey. Uh, we want to recap the last few months. We were so excited again to everybody who came out to our young adult conference in November. Uh, that was incredible. We had so much fun, um, with you guys and we we're just so grateful, uh, for what the Lord did. We heard so many testimonies of just, even just the worship time of just areas of people's lives, just being touched us through the worship time, just in connecting with the Lord. Uh, a lot of great feedback on the teaching and, uh, the other day, I forget which day it was, it's a couple of weeks ago, but in doubt posted our Q and a, uh, session. Um, I'd encourage you to go to the in doubt, uh, YouTube page. They will have it there and, uh, and check it out. It's such a great conversation. And we are going to be having the sessions from the conference available on our YouTube channel. If you can call it a YouTube channel, it's just like a hosting page. It's like a landing. If you go page. there, you will see like just like a little dusting of yeah, content. Exactly. There's and not much yet. Yeah. We're working on it. It's one of our visions for 2024, but we won't, we won't get into that too much. Also, we got a resource coming out soon with our good friends at focus on the family Canada. Tell me more, Bonnie. Yeah, we're really excited. Uh, last year we spent some time, uh, with our good friend, Jonathan Bryden, creating a resource with focus on the family, uh, in its final name, decided is going to be in God's image. And it's the journey of discovering biblical, you know, what's the tagline? I'm like blanking on a the journey, journey, uh, journey to finding wholeness. Oh, sexual, wholeness, of course. Uh, sexuality, identity, and relationships. <laughs> it's only like what we're all about. It's just like our tagline <laughs> for it's everything, like for everything, finding wholeness. Yeah. Sexuality, identity, and relationships. And so, um, you know, it's primarily we, you know, as we created it, thinking of the young adult age group and it's going to be free um, in the, it should be available pretty soon. I don't have we don't have like the official date for it, but it's coming out soon. So stay posted and it's going to be six sessions for sure. You know, you could just watch it yourself, but I would really encourage you to gather a group of friends or yeah. even, you know, if you're a small group leader or if you're a youth pastor, this might be a really great resource that you Absolutely. could um share. Yeah. And before we go any further, we're so thankful for our uh, beginning relationship with Focus. They've been so encouraging and they've just uh, been so willing to share their resources for the, you know, for the gospel to go forward in these areas and for, for people to find wholeness. So we're so thankful for the work of Focus. So yeah, we've had so much feedback and request for a focused, I'm, that word focus is coming up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's been around them a lot. Uh, but just for some focus on relationships. So that's what this, this season, uh, this season four is going to be really about. We're talking about identity, rel relationships and friendships, 
uh, how to go about pursuing romantic relationships. Yeah. Well, um, we're going to be jumping into marriage, mowage, because everybody asks us a lot. And like, we've been so busy, you know, in the last few seasons talking about gender identity, talking about shame, talking about. They're all, all such important themes, but we are, I'm excited to spend a little bit of time and not, you know, we're going to have conversations around like how to have good communication and conflict resolution. That stuff is so important. So like, that's like the everyday stuff like yeah. that. If you're going to be in a relationship totally, and, and we want to, we want to be clear that when we say like, Hey, we're going to talk about singleness, dating, marriage. It's not like a chronological th- sense I mean, I know it could, that is how I got married as I was single, then I got engaged, then I got married, but it's not like we're thinking like marriage is some kind of finish line of like, then you'll finally be happy exactly. and your destiny will be fulfilled. So there's been a lot of problems based on that, yeah, totally. that perspective. So, so in that way, we're not going through it thinking chronologically, but more so it's going to be like, here's good content. Here are good people who have great insights or have powerful testimonies that'll be encouraging to you. Um, and so, yeah, we're pretty, we're excited. We are excited. And just like at a wedding, not that it's all about marriage, like you just said, but we're going to play, we're going to play a little play game. A shoe game. And this is kind of like a last, it was into our world. a little bit of a last minute addition to our episode here tonight. And that, that usually just gets me so fired up. You love the last minute changes. You love last minute changes. <laughs> um, did you, did I everyone, know, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. did this everyone hear the sarcasm on that one? No, no, there's no sarcasm. It's actually fine. Um, but I just, I just honestly went online and just was like questions for the shoe game. Let's and we're going to see how Brian and Bonnie do. We've been married for 16 years. We have experienced our own ups and downs, but we are friends. And we love each other yeah. and we work together and we, and we parent together. Major facts. So, um, we're going to see how we do answering. So all I'm going to do, I'm going to read the question. Then we're going to, do we like count to three in turn, like kind of looking at each other and be like, one, two, say it. And then we just say our, the name okay, of who you think sure. it is. Cause otherwise we can't we can hold that. up our shoe. That no, one. exactly. Um, and we'll see how this goes. Okay. First question on this, on their list. I'm not, a, I'm not going to go through all these, but. Who is more likely to binge watch an entire TV series in one sitting? Ready? One, two, three, Brian. Brian. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, who takes longer to get ready in the morning? One, two, three, Brian. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I take longer. I think it's that I delay. And you get, like you, you do... Th- you get distracted. You do other things. I, I do. And this is the thing. So we're learning some things about Brian that we, we might get into at some point, just about maybe like attention deficit disorder, possibly. Um, I just, yeah, there's a lot of things going on there, but I end up, um, I told Bonnie the other day, don't worry. I'm going to get dressed in one, like s- just straight shot. <laughs> I'm not going to stop and text or like look something up in between getting, getting dressed. I'm I'm sorry. You maybe you guys didn't need this. That's a little shot into our world there. So, okay. All right. Next question. The next one. Let's I'm get you on the board here. I'm curious what this <laughs> one's gonna what you're gonna say on this one because I might break the rules. Oh, if we need to say both, that's also possible. Okay. Some I think we might need to. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Who controls the remote control at home? One, two, three. Haddon. Haddon. Yeah. <laughs> Haddon's our third born. Yeah. Our 13, our 13 year old. Yeah. Um, anyways, that was kind of a joke. I don't control the remote control. It's actually. A, yeah. I don't even know if I really do. 
the boys i know that's the whole thing is like the senior male in the room gets it it's like i haven't really fought for that so and our boys don't don't really push that so okay yeah it's true uh who's more likely to eat dessert before dinner one, two, two three, three, Bonnie. Bonnie yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It depends what it is. If it's a good, like a solid pastry. Yeah. Like a buttery kind of French. Flaky. Just yeah. give me flaky pastry. <laughs> flaky pastry. That's right. Okay. Uh, who, who eats the most junk food? One, two, three, Brian. Yeah. I get, I definitely, I eat more than you do. But which is, is the, the, which is the question. <laughs> Neither of us do a ton, but you yeah, know, a no, little that's bit true. More. Like I, I don't, I don't eat a lot, but I definitely eat more than you. And <laughs> so there we go. That's awesome. It doesn't even need a clarification. So. Okay. Um, who is more likely to get lost in a parking lot? One, two, three, Bonnie. Bonnie. And I love you, but you're going to get parking lost. Parking lots. I'm like. Parking lots, maybe, maybe not. Parking garage. As soon as I was thinking parking garage, and I'm like, yeah, I'd for sure. That's hard yeah, for I me. Can I can see that. I have to like really focus because it's not just like the the width. There's also like a height element too. <laughs> totally. you know I'm like, I mean? which multiple, layer are we? Yeah, multiple levels. So I get. That. I try to pay attention, but yeah. okay. Um, who is more likely to sing in the shower? One, two, three, Brian. Oh, I, you, sorry. You went too fast. I don't even know. Yeah. Was, you sing in the shower and I'm I like, totally I do, do sometimes, but not much. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you can. Who is more likely to laugh at their own jokes? One, two, three. <laughs> like, did you just three. craft this for me? Ryan, like, what is this? No. Um, oh man. This is the uh, Bonnie made these questions. She didn't find I'm, them on the internet. She, okay. I got one. I okay. got one. All right. Last one. Who is the better secret keeper? <laughs> One, two, three, Bonnie. So, so I want you to know what she did there. <laughs> that was like a reverse backhand. Like, <laughs> anyways, so as I just, so here's the thing. Here's what Bonnie's getting at. I get pretty excited when there's surprises and like special things. It's true. And I'm like, I just want to tell you, like, totally. I'm it's like, so I want, cute. I want everybody to experience it. But like, I, I've gotten better. Oh, I think. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Okay, then. No, that's true. Actually, I had to apologize to some friends the other day. They had a oh man, they had a Christmas Christmas trip planned, and it was going to be a surprise for their kids. And I saw them at church, and I was just like, "Hey, so like, when, when are you guys taking off again?" And then our friend was just like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Ah, nothing." Nothing. Must have been someone else I was thinking like, about. Lord help me. Like, I just gotta be, I gotta pull this together. I can, I can keep secret secrets. Like, but like, it's just the exciting oh, ones. The exciting ones. Yeah. You know? Oh, sorry. You are also like when it comes, I'm just thinking of like our podcast content and like, or like what we talk about. You are like, have so much discretion about discretion. what to That's, say, what not to say. But when it comes to like party stuff, like yeah. fun things, I have a hard time presence. I'm like constantly asking, Hey, like, do you want to know what I got you? <laughs> Like, no, no, I do not. <laughs> the whole idea. Anyways, should get the show. We did on the pretty road, well. Hey? I think we we got a good grade on that. Yeah, I think we did. Um, it was a little slanted. I think. Well, the yeah. what? But we both won because we knew each other. Yeah, that's how this feels right now. I feel like we both won. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're gonna move on. Anyways, one of the things we wanted to talk about tonight is. I would say an borderline epidemic of loneliness that's going on. And this is why conversations around relationships 
are so important um, is because so many of us are living in a certain level of isolation. Um, and I don't know if that's just the training of the COVID season that like we have just gotten really good at being homebodies and just being by ourselves and just doing our own thing. Um, but it's showing, it's showing itself within society. And, um, and I would say like, we were talking about this the other day that there's a huge difference between isolation and solitude because we see solitude modeled by Jesus all through the gospels. He would constantly remove himself from the crowd. Um, you know, try to go go and pray and just connect with his father in order to come back. Like, and I think that's the difference between being isolated and and being in solitude. Solitude is to go connect with your father, your heavenly father, connect and refresh and 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 all those different avenues. And I would of, say sorry to interrupt, but I think it's like solitude, it isn't always just for spiritual purposes. No, for sure. Like there's a refreshing that's needed just even in hobbies or in different interests. Totally. Or, but, you know. the, but the idea is that you would come back and be able to serve others better, that you're at your best in order to connect and serve others. Um, as I, as I heard somebody say, I think it was Richard, um, Richard Mulholland referred to like spiritual formation is always the basis of what God's work is doing in us is always for the sake of others. Um, it's not about project self, but that's, that's the challenge that we're seeing right now is that so many people have learned just to be isolated. Um, and, and I think that's connected because like, um, you know, God's so clear in Genesis, it's not good that man should be alone. That's right. And that is, I know that that in that context, it was talking about Adam and trying to find a suitable helper for him. But I think the context extends beyond and it's simply like mankind it's not Mm -hmm. good that mankind would be alone and i think it's interesting that god even allowed adam to feel the ache of loneliness so that maybe he wouldn't take relationship for granted in the future i know that was the case even for me in our time of singleness when even though we cared for one another and wanted to be in relationship but felt god calling us to singleness for a for an extended time, I know that I ached for a relationship. Uh, and so then even when we got married, there was challenges of being in close proximity with one another. But it was like, I was like, yeah, but this is better than isolation. This is better than loneliness. Um, anyways, so I, uh, yeah, we're seeing in Canada and the United States is the first time in history where people there's more people living alone than living with others. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also more people single than married now. Um, but it's a very interesting thing because that's so it's this large demographic. And if we zone in a little bit, even to the church, we know the church is starting to try to ask the question, like, how do we solve or like kind of like support people who are single? That's a good question that we need to be asking. Um, but it's not just it's not just that people are single and want to be that way. There's actually people who are a lot of people who are single want to be married, but they, I think there's like an intimidation um, and maybe even a like, who like, is this worth the risk and the inconvenience? And now I'm getting comfortable in my own, like I get to do my own thing if I'm not married. And anyway, so I think there's a lot of wrestling happening Mm -hmm. in this area of is marriage an important, is it a goal? Do we set it as a goal? How do we find someone be like, 
are you, do you want to get married? And may, and then I think there's like secondhand, uh, secondhand trauma from, of a generation who's seen maybe their parents go through like really brutal relationships. And they're like, I don't mm. want that anyway. So I think there's a lot of things at play. Yeah. Um, but if we go to the back to Genesis, it's not good that man or mankind would be alone. And so mm. maybe the Lord has called you to singleness. Uh, but but he has not called you to isolation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think I was really encouraged. I heard a pastor um, who kind of works with like he was a pastor. He now does more like leadership training and working with with pastors. But was saying that you know something we need to be mindful is people are not so not looking necessarily for pa- to pastors for content anymore. Um, as, as it's as important as it is to be crafting your sermon, to be studying, to be exegeting the word properly and, and, and really, you know, feeding people spiritually, um, in the times we get together, um, what they're needing more so is community, you know, and it's like, that's, um, you know, like maybe, maybe say what you were going to say when we were talking before about like the need to get, get rid of kind of the celebrity pedestal within the church in order to cultivate, you know, community and vulnerability. Yeah. Well, what, like I did a little bit of training in developmental psychology and, uh, Dr. Gordon Neufeld talks about the levels of attachment. So I'll get to this con the concept of what you're saying there, um, within the church, help me remember to come back to that. But these levels of attachment, they actually, this is male and female. This is like everywhere just humans develop in their ability to attach to one another um starting right from newborn up until like if everything goes well if atmos- the atmosphere uh the child is being cared for they'll actually they'll have the ability to get to the deepest level of attachment oh that sounds funny the deepest level it's like they're still just children but i'll explain they can attach deeper and deeper and then follow that pattern all through the rest of their life. And so the first level of attachment is proximity. This is where we connect to people because we're near them. Uh, yeah, so for an infant, it would be like they desire to be held by you. They want to smell you. They want to hear you. They want, that's that's the depth of, that's how close they get. That's the level of attachment. Um, the next is sameness. And this is where... Um, you feel attached to someone because you have something in common. So I'll maybe take it away from babies and infants and stuff. It's fascinating, but we want to bring it, make it applicable to the adults who are listening here. Um, so this is where you feel, you know, you're talking with somebody, you'd maybe you're just getting to know them. You are, you're like, yeah, let's go for coffee or let's go for a walk. And then you go, you like that band or you like that song? That's one of my favorite songs too. So you have this level of like a spark of attachment Mm -hmm. because of something in common. You share something. So a sameness. The third level is the, is you attach to the point of, because of a belonging. So this might be, um, you know, you meet some, you find that you, okay. Say you're interested in like baseball you're like okay i'm gonna join this league after work like we just i don't know what they would call that just like a do they call that beer league yeah but but there's got to be another word for it 
Oh, let's yeah, just like adults. Well, not even adult. That's not the wrong right word. <laughs> it is like adult because I know adult safe hockey league. Yeah, okay. It's like a really popular popular league or like a well known league in like North America yeah. organization. It's not what necessarily what I wanted to lead with there. Um, but yeah, yeah, beer league is pretty. And people like, even know if what there's I mean. No beer, like people refer to it as beer league. So, so just I, so I'm told a casual place. A casual place. So you can tell I'm not an athlete. That I'm just trying to relate to people who are athletes. Mm. Anyways, you show up, you connect with somebody, and then you're like, you know what? We actually have a level of attachment here because we we belong to the same thing. Like we cheer for the same, we're going for the same purpose. We belong to the same thing. That's a deeper level of attachment. Next is significance. So you attach to somebody because you start to realize, say you're going to you're on this baseball team. And this friend, or it could be a significant other, they like, like, make sure you have a good seat or they like, oh, here, I did this for you. You start to realize like, hey, I, they thought of me, like I matter to them. It actually starts to build a deeper level. Then the, the following one is the, like the true sense of feeling love for someone is the fifth level of attachment where you're like truly feel affection like, oh, I want to, I want to give them a hug or I want to buy them something or I want to, um, yeah, it's like the true feeling of affection. And then the final deepest level is that of intimacy, which I know in our culture, we think of intimacy as synonymous with sexual intercourse or sexual Mm -hmm. intimacy, but intimacy just has to do with nothing coming between you. Mm -hmm. So it has to do with the sharing of secrets, the sharing of like the deeper parts of your heart, the deeper parts of who you are. Anyways, so how do we, okay, so in our culture, a lot of people are stunted at levels one, two, and three. They've never moved into the places of like, I'm significant to someone. I feel love for someone. I am intimate, emotionally intimate with someone. They haven't gotten there. So how do we like, so if we go back to the question of the church, how do we as a church, not just gather people into a building and give them proximity? How do we get them past oh, look, we all sang the same song. And look, we all knew how to dress and we all knew how to talk the same. How do we get them past? Oh, look, we all belong to the same- Movement, family. Yes, totally. We have to move them deeper and deeper into these places of feeling significant, feeling affection for one another and vulnerability. Mm -hmm. So if as you could say this within a family and then also within a church community is that it's the mothers and fathers who actually need to model those deeper play, those deeper levels of relationship, which mm-hmm. takes vulnerability, which you're going to need to bring down that celebrity status. And, and, and maybe even not celebrity. Cause it's like, I think sometimes like as much oh, as sure. that's true, yeah. like celebrity sometimes carries this idea that like, Oh, well I've got millions of followers mm. on Instagram, you know, like, or social media, just like, well-known right. all across the board, but you can have a celebrity or like mm-hmm. guru kind of mindset where you're just not touchable. Yeah. Like Jesus, Jesus had times where he was away and times where he was purposely trying to get away from the crowd. Isn't mm-hmm. that crazy? Yeah. Like where that's just not part of our leadership. Like we want more crowd. And I go like, that's a whole other conversation, I think. But, um, but like Jesus would purposely remove himself. But Jesus was also very much life on life with people. And like he lived for, you know, three, three or he ministered for three and a half years. 
with some dudes that they just went everywhere together. They were like camping, camping buddies. Yeah. You know? And so, so yeah, like obviously, you know, we're not living in the same time. You know what I mean? We don't have, you know, pods of, you know, 12 men just going throughout, you know, anyway. So the Fraser Valley region. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, but, but there's a principle there where life, life was on life. There was, there's enough, enough connection and enough, um, like, as I heard somebody say that, like, you don't really know me until you know what hurts me, you know? And so like that, like in order to get to that place, you have to let the wall down. And this is why like living in community is, is kind of like, um, I idealized by, you know, a lot of people, but like it's to actually get to that place is actually a lot of hard work and it's a lot of, it requires a lot of courage, but you have to be close to people. You have to let the wall down um, and you have to let people in. And, and again, like that just stood out to me so much. It just came to me in the moment, but like that phrase, like you don't know me until you know what hurts me. Um, And Jesus was perfect. And yet he modeled vulnerability of his own humanity and weakness. Mm -hmm. So it's not even about, you know, for leaders or mothers and fathers or anyone who's trying to kind of move people towards greater depth of relationship. And the depth of relationship is what is going to heal the loneliness. It's not about like, you know, like, oh, I got to tell everybody everything I struggle with. It's like, well, no, like somebody has to know what you struggle with, but not everybody needs to know all your business, but, but there's a difference even between your sin and your weakness and your, like, Mm -hmm. it would be very reasonable for leaders or mothers and fathers to express and model the vulnerability of grief or of fatigue or of confusion or of like any of those things. And so by doing that, I think it will normalize it within the community or within the family. Um, then for the others to start to say that hurts me too, or I didn't know I, I thought I was maybe the only one. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, that's something that, uh, I think we need to grow in as a, as a Western church. Absolutely. And because it's not even just about like, like you said, you know, so that was really well put. Like, it's not just about your sin, but it's about weaknesses and about like a propensity to even lead a certain way or to, um, as I, I'm trying to think of the psychologist who coined the term, but I, like, I know I've heard John Mark Comer refer to it as like the shadow side that like when you have a noble trait, you know, and, and I think an example I heard him use was like, you know, he's, he's like kind of a perfectionist and he wants to like, when it comes to teachings, like he's really trying to be well studied and see it and get it right. And sometimes that, that need to get it right ends up hindering, um, the timing of things like, and, and, um, and so I think that's, that's important to know that like you can have good characteristics in your life but if they're constantly how you how you operate and you don't see like is this actually really what's best for the moment do i need to suspend this then like you got to have people in your life say hey like dude i know that you you're a leader and you'll always lead but you're not leading right now you gotta you gotta follow you know and you gotta support and suspend suspend some of those characteristics but if you don't have close 
um, vulnerable friends who are sound like telling you like, dude, this, you know, I love this part of you, but it can't, it can't run the show all the time. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So if we have that within culture of, of the church, then I think that's going to give space for the individuals to begin to also have that type of, those type of connections. Absolutely. And, uh, and be able to expose their own weaknesses or man, the vulnerability of, of going to someone and saying, I, I, I see this, this trouble and I would like, like I see, or I see this imperfection or this flaw within you. Mm -hmm. And I think you could grow like, Oh, like that's so vulnerable to stay in that space. But ultimately uh, it actually builds trust in the long run. So totally, you know what I might, here's, I'm going to lead by example. I had a dream that kind of freaked me out because it's like in the middle of this dream, uh, it was like just some crazy stuff was going on in my life. And then like, it's like when I was in the dream, I didn't really, it's not that I like, it's just all the stuff that was going on. It just seemed like that was my life. I didn't, I didn't, wasn't thinking, oh, I'm married to Bonnie and I've got you know six boys, six kids, all this stuff. Like none of that was going on. Um, but then all of a sudden I saw you and it's like, it clicked in and I saw several other people that I knew that were looking away from me. Mm-hmm. So when you say crazy stuff was going on, you've already shared this dream with me, but right. it was like in this dream, you were also, you were married to somebody else or you were in relationship with somebody else. Yeah, you didn't just, even know who this person no, was. I don't even know. Yeah. It just seemed like there was this other stuff going on. But then um, you had people in the room with you who were looking away and not. Yeah. And, and so it, it's like, and like, I even like people coming to talking to me and I'm like, you're not going to say anything about this. Like, cause you suddenly in the dream realized, oh, yeah, like, wait, I, I'm I married. Just, oh, totally. kind of came to, it was just like, uh, what is this? And, and so like I have, would have people talking to me and I'm like, you're not going to, you're not going to say anything about this. Like. And there are several people that I, I know in the dream and they, they were, but they were looking away from me and it's like, um, obviously like, you and know, then I you believe, woke up, but like, obviously I believe in the authority of scripture, but like, I really felt like God was speaking to me through this, this dream that like, if something like this were, were to happen, there's nobody looking in. Yeah. Who, like, who's looking in? to be able to speak to those things, you know? And so I was so like, it was very sober because it's like the, like that type of accountability and that type of relationship is actually really important to me. But I think through some of the challenges of this last season, like some of those really purposeful relationships, um, they just, there was so much change. Yeah. There was a lot of change and things shifted and, um, yeah. And I just realized like over a period of time, like I think maybe leading through, through COVID and stuff like that. And just not, you know, like there's a whole stuff we navigated through there, but like just not having those people to really talk to and be like, Hey, like, man, this is what's going on in my life. Like, and I need you to like to, that deeper level, like what we're saying, that sixth level, that level of intimacy where it's like yeah. nothing between us, I will be yeah. honest. And you, and obviously you and I talk at that level. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. But I think again, to, um, you know, to invite that in, to be like, I'm not just going to come to you. You know what I mean? I will come to you if, if something's going on, but like, I want you to ask me and, and I'm going to do the same for you. You know what I mean? And, um, because 
like I, th- I think I've always said, like, you know, our marriage, obviously my relationship with God, um, <clears throat> our, our marriage, our family is way more important, you know, than um, any sort of ministry opportunity. But I just know that like um, f- failure, like in leadership, never like it's not like this overnight thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's years of patterns of decisions, lack of accountability lack of vulnerability, lack of, um, genuine pursuit, letting people in that leads, leads to failure. Um, and so, um, it's, it's not just about, you know, preventing some sort of, you know, ministry failure, you know, like I, um, even if we go, it's, it's also just even for the joy of your life, the, the joy of like the depth of relationship, which will only just strengthen you and strengthen us, you know, each one of us. So I, you know, maybe for listeners right now, you could go like, who are the people in your life that you, it's like, have you gone to like, do they, are you level six with people? Are you, do you have people who you, you're like, I don't have secrets from them. They know, they know me. And, and not in an unhealthy way where they're like enabling you to continue in, in like damaging patterns or something, but like, no, these are people who would call me to a, to righteousness, call me to, to Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think that's worth saying. So if you Absolutely. right now, if your relationships are just in proximity, you know, can you move a little closer, find something in common? Can yeah. you get a little closer, find something you can both belong to? Yeah. And I think that that's what, that was what kind of brought that to my mind is like, maybe you don't have that in your community, but like, maybe, maybe you need to start that. And maybe you need to be that for somebody else in order to get, you know, kind of get what you, you would need out of it. Right. You know and so I mean? since that dream, you've actually had some vulnerable conversations. Yeah. With. Yeah. yeah. And like people that I, I know I could, excuse me, I know I could talk about that with and, um, and people that I trust and people that I know have the same value, you know what I mean? That they're going the same direction and, um, yeah. So. That's so good. Yeah. So we encourage you towards vulnerable conversations with totally. people in your community. Totally. Because the first step is, is not just, oh, I just got to find someone to get married to. The first step is I, I just need to learn how to build relationships that have depth. Yeah. Because yeah. I think, you know, if the Lord's called you to marriage, you got to be able to let your spouse in. You know what I mean? Like how many, oh man, we're, we'll get there. We'll get there. But, um, but yeah, if you got walls up and you can get married, it, they only tend to get bigger. Yeah. You know, it gets scary. Yeah. I've, I've seen that in marriages where it's like everything looks fine and then they get married and then it's suddenly like, this is too vulnerable and people panic and kind of close up yeah. and then it, and then the other spouse is shocked, but it's, yeah. So maybe even in that, I know we're coming to the end of this episode here, mm-hmm. um, but we'll, I just want to read off some of the some of the topics that we're going to lean into in the coming Fire weeks. Um, okay. So we're going to talk about the lost art of courtship, which I think is going to be quite fun. It will be fun. Uh, we're going to talk about, I just wrote the adventure of singleness because I, I almost wrote the con- like contentment in singleness and I'm like, nah, it's overused. Like there is an adventure to singleness. And so we're going to highlight that. We're going to talk about the roles of men and women, including the damaging mindsets of misandry and misogyny, the hatred of like red pill masculinity versus versus modern feminism. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, we're going to talk about the need for healing from trauma in order to have that depth of relationships. Uh, we're going to talk about, yeah, like we said before, practical tools for communication and conflict in marriage. We're going to talk about the impact of pornography on relationships, whether pre-marriage or within marriage. Totally. Uh, we want to talk about what, tr- identify what true compatibility is. Uh, and for those who are married, maybe help you like take steps towards being truly com- like like choosing compatibility, yeah. Uh, choosing the compromise, coming toward towards one another, and then cultivating friendship and intimacy within within your marriage. So I think it's going to be a really strong season. Be a lot of fun. We have some some guests that we're going to be come coming in who have uh, their own stories and also who are maybe experienced in coaching others and yeah. and have you know ex- yeah they have they have a lot of uh, experience communicating about these. And are a lot smarter than us, even though we are technically nerds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyways, friends, it's been so great to be back on here with you in season four. We really believe that this, this season and these episodes are just going to be really life-giving and hopefully they're inspirational and motivational for you and just encouraging, uh, no matter where you are to just, just experience the beauty of God's design. Uh, for all these areas. We love you so much and we will see you next time. We'd love it if you comment, uh, share and subscribe to the podcast. Just helps us out so much. But until then, we will see you next time on episode 84 of the Union Podcast. All right. Peace out. Thank you for joining us here on the Union Movement Podcast. We hope and pray that today's episode was encouraging and equipping in your walk with Jesus. If you need more information about the Union, you can visit our website, theunionmovement.com, and follow us along on social media under the handle at the Union Movement. 